Hello and welcome whoa, to Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, my friend. You are no longer the one that says this. I'm sorry, Hello. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 100. This is Anthony Malakian, Waters Editor, USA. And I'm joined by James Rundle, my number two, my partner in crime, Ooh, news hurts. editor for Waters. That hurts. And uh, also on the podcast today, we have taken time out of his precious schedule... Dandy Francesco, who is what is your title over there now? Commodities reporter, commodities writer, commodities writer over on Risk.net. You know, it's funny when uh, when I was on Risk and I came on the podcast, I remember Dan saying, "Wow, it's like having the old girlfriend back in the house." It's kind of awkward. <laughs> I know how you feel, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dan, you'll always be my first love. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I see the mic, I see the light go on. You know, we we do the little the finger gun yeah. thing to say we're live, and it just. I just get back into what I'm used to, and I'm thinking, all right, here we go. Hello. I put my radio voice on or my podcast voice on. So um, it, it's funny, too, because we've been talking about having Dan you know, come back, but he's obviously you know, he's making his bones over on wrist, you know, so it's, uh, it's a different environment. He's learning the, the commodity space. You know, we've been talking about him come back for a while, and it is funny that we are going to have you on now. So first of all, it's episode 100, and we are going to get into... Congratulations, both of you. Congratulations. Thanks. Well, uh, well, fantastic achievement. Honestly, I think that we're the only ones that listen to it, and we're just kind of <laughs> talking into the ether, but, you know, it's is all Is this thing even on? Yeah, is it exactly. actually... Mark Dowd Alex Payne has definitely listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about how it started and everything like that, just quickly, um, but... It is funny that right now Dan is covering something that he might have thought that he was going to have in his rearview mirror a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, thought I said goodbye to technology. Well, let me say real quick about yes, coming back. Yes. Uh, it's first of all, it, I'm I'm very happy. We can get into thoughts about the podcast, but I'm, I'm very happy you guys have done such a great job getting good guests and kind of continuing the uh, you know to grow the podcast. But in terms of you know, I'm glad I want to come back for 100. You know, I know this is a big episode. I'm, you know, is one one of the creators of it. I'm happy to come back. But also, you know, it's kind of like when you uh, you send your kid to college. Yeah. You don't want to make the if you make that trip up before parents' weekend, you're point. not doing you're a good job as a parent. Yeah. You got to give them some time to breathe because if you yeah. show up that first weekend and say, "Hey, I got some homemade," you know, it's that's not a good start. So just like you know, the freshman <laughs> going off to college. I had to give you guys some time to. I knew I should have put a sock on is the he, door. Damn it! Is he insulting us? I'm not sure. But uh, but yes, to your point, uh, you know, which you guys did a great job. Uh, what last uh, a week? It feels uh, like we've last been Friday, about it every single week. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. You, yeah, talking about it, Bitcoin, Bitcoin futures. So for those of you, I guess there might be some in the audience that aren't familiar with risk. I give a, a quick summary. Yeah. Uh, risk. We cover the derivatives, the risk management of the derivatives. So futures, options, swaps. Uh, so not in the equity space, um, not in the pure currency currency space, um, you know, more so I'm in the commodity space, the energy risk. Uh, but, you know, this Bitcoin topic has been interesting because it it kind of it's it's got it's evolved into our world. Obviously, you know, you guys have been covering blockchain for forever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was covering blockchain for a long time. We did a lot of you know great work and continue to do a lot of great work on that stuff. But it always seemed it's funny. I was thinking about it, it always seemed that. Bitcoin was just never, it was always kind of like something you talk about on the side. Yeah, it was a digital currency. We don't care yeah, about oh, that. Yeah, oh, and I can't tell you how many times in opinion pieces, ed letters, I wrote, 
yeah, Bitcoin, which will never be adopted by yeah. the big banks. <laughs> um, you know, shows how so wrong you are. But yeah, so never now... read our opinion pieces, yeah. <laughs> With the news that has uh, come out recently about, you know, Bitcoin futures, kind of a clashing of both our worlds as you guys from the tech side and us more from the risk management side. So you guys had the piece go up the day of, a great kind of compilation of people talking about the Bitcoin future stuff. And then, yes, yeah, so you mentioned, which we can link in, the, uh, in this thing. Link. So you should definitely click through. And if you don't have a subscription, subscription get one. I wrote a story about... Uh, Get a Waters one first, though, please. About Bitcoin futures, specifically the uh, the initial margin around it. So, to give... Yeah, so yeah. why don't you take us through that? I mean, so, uh, this is one of the big things that I've always had been covering derivatives when it comes to Bitcoin, which is, obviously, you have your initial margin, which guarantees a trade, you have your variation margin payments. For something as volatile as Bitcoin, I've always thought there's got to be sky high, but actually it turns out... Maybe not so much, right? Maybe yeah, sort of, you know. yeah. So CME uh, is uh, initial margin is at thirty five percent. CBOE is at forty four percent. As we were recording this on as we're a record- Wednesday, I don't know if that's going to change or not. Right. right. Yes. Yes. CME is launching on Sunday. CME right? launches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I believe it might be Monday. It lists on Sunday. Monday Monday's the first trading. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and CBOE CBOE <laughs> launches. <laughs> CBOE launches. I'm just thinking a quick story of <laughs> one of the first podcasts. Uh, we did. I we always used to run them on Thursday, and I said, "Yeah, so that'll be going live uh, tomorrow, today." And Tony gave me this look, like so confused. He's like, "What are you talking about? Today's Tuesday." I was like, "Oh, way to completely ruin the facade of <laughs> yeah. us trying to be professional." The fourth wall has been brought down. Yeah, yeah. but sorry. So to to get back to the point. So yeah. So initially, the uh, initial margins were set at twenty seven or proposed at twenty seven percent and thirty three percent. Twenty seven percent by CME. 33% by CBOE. Which is low, but still way, way above what futures normally are, right? Traditionally, so we're talking high single digits, uh, maybe low uh, double digits. Now, it's a little bit different with some indexes, you know, I, some brokers I talked to, and this is all in the story, uh, with volatility indexes, futures based on volatility indexes, or a little bit more, you know, create, you know, um, restricted currencies. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different. But yeah, traditionally, you're talking single, uh, high, high single digit uh, initial margin. And with CME and CBOE, obviously they put in the protection, bumped up. So now we're at 35 and 44%. But to that point, even as high as they are, you still have future brokers, uh, FCMs that are clearing these products that are saying, now hold the phone. We feel that's still not high enough. We want to add an additional protection. So the, uh, the, the one source that was on the record, uh, um, Interactive Brokers, uh, they mentioned how they were going to have an initial margin of 50%, which is obviously very high and then um it's funny we spoke to thomas petterfee as well he neglected to mention that they'd be offering long only trading yeah, in yeah he <laughs> talked about how you know dangerous yeah. is everything like that and then what was it a day or two later it's Dan like oh yeah by the way like, yeah, yeah they're doing it by the way yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> well i did I, you know and kind of question i did kind of sneak in that last one so all this being said are you guys still you know when push comes to shove are you going to offer it and yeah they're still going to offer it yeah. granted with protections but they'd still offer it so uh but yeah so definitely you know i'll put the link in depth i think it's it's uh it's an interesting piece of this, and we saw first day of trading, right? Like Bitcoin futures go up twenty percent, they have to halt trading for a little bit. Circuit breakers. Uh, circuit breakers kick in, so I think it's uh, it's certainly a topic. Thomas Petterfee being a big, great example of someone that has been very vocal about it, but it's a topic that's very of interest. Is this clearing and and something that will continue to cover risk? So be sure to check it out, and you can see. So all just one final question, which sure. I never really got to the bottom of, but you might have done. Um, so this collateral is it being kept in the same features and options? Uh, default fund as other instruments as well, or is it a separate one that they're doing for Bitcoin futures? As of right now, CME and CBOE are both holding it within the same 
it's all together. So Everything's all together. Another... Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's not separate, which is a big point of debate. It was brought up in uh, the FIA letter. If you if you saw the FIA sent a letter to the CFTC basically saying this whole thing was rushed yeah. and mentioned the fact that it should be a separate guarantee fund. Uh, Petterfee, that was one of his big points, how this could cause that's a collapse. In our story, the one source um, he said that that's the main thing. Don't worry about the Bitcoin itself. Yeah. Worry about this. Yeah. This yeah. Specific yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. So that's, you know, definitely going to be something to, you know, keep our eye on going forward as, you know, certainly this will not be the last two these will not be the last two exchanges to offer uh, Bitcoin futures. Um, you know how that changes, how other clearinghouses yeah. handle it, or if you know there's a change made because of the ton of the pushback that they've. Uh, well, they've already. I mean, Nasdaq's doing next year. I think Tokyo Exchange that they're doing it as well. Tokyo Futures Exchange. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure um, about that. I and mean, you know, I'm sure you know at some point Europe's probably going to come into play. So it'll be uh, be interesting for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah we, and so we could normally like take on two news topics. You know, but. I really don't care about you know anything that Dan writes about anymore. You know, it's like it's just come on. Risk.net, uh, at Dandy Francesco on Twitter. Be sure to check There's it about out. Sixty profiles of Brian Quinton, CFTC commission. I'm never sure you can uh, your leisure. Yeah, yeah. Once uh, once he writes a story about uh, Reg AT and source code, then uh, you know we'll have him back on again. But um, also, you might hear some banging and everything like that. It's not the end of days outside. It's just that they are building up a massive skyscraper next to our building. Yeah. And uh, if you ever had to go through that, then you'll know how annoying. That is, so we apologize for the racket. Four more years, that. Four more years of our present. <laughs> um, so we're gonna move on. Okay. Again, we will link to Dan's story. Do you remember the title of it? We will link to it, but just in case people want to look it up on our FCM's uh, top up uh, initial margin, something to, to that effect. A very risk headline. Risk headline. Classic yeah. risk headline right there. Um, I will not sit here while you slander <laughs> my new publication. I can slander. I used to work for it. Yeah, uh, yeah I think FCM's ready for Bitcoin Doomsday. So Dan was the man. Dan the man was the guy that started the podcast. I wanted nothing to do with the podcast. He kept on talking about it. I was like, listen, if you want to do it, you know, we're warriors. Just run ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Just I don't want to have to take on any additional work. Why did you think that there's that? Maybe for people out there in PR, marketing, maybe some other firms that are thinking about getting their voices heard, you know, some vendors that want to get their voice heard through the podcast. Some of the publications, what we think of starting one. Yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, you know what? I've, I've always thinking about this today, you know, or the past couple of days because we talked about doing this. I've always been a big fan of podcasts. So really, I thought about it. It started with Bill Simmons, the sports guy, right? I'm a big sports fan. You guys are big sports fans. started with him, listened to his podcast, then lived in Manchester, England for a year. You get a little homesick you realize there's this whole world of people talking about stuff that's going on back home and it's kind of a familiar voice. So I started listening to a lot of podcasts then and that's kind of the jumping off point. So that's, we're talking 2009 to 2012 is when I really started. And that's when the kind of the podcast game was really still pretty small. Mm -hmm. um, so I get here and, you know, at our previous job at Digital News, mm -hmm. podcast was something I had kind of pitched and kind of fell to the wayside. It's tough. We're covering high school sports. What sport would you do it about? It's you newspapers, know, man. Newspapers, Just you know. We, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then I get here, you know, I kind of uh, uh, get on my feet, so to speak, a little bit, establish myself. And it was literally, you know, it's perfect that it's 100. It was literally around this. Well, it makes sense because it's been almost two years now. 50, what, 104 will be two years because we did every week. 54, yeah. 52, yeah. yeah we're pretty we good at math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was around this time where I kind of pitched to you, hey, I want to do a podcast. And you basically you said, yeah, 
You said, if you want to do it, fine, but I want nothing to do with that. I don't yeah. want to be involved. Like, this is all on you. So I remember, you know, one of these kind of late in December days where there's not much news going on, I dragged you in this actual room, mm-hmm. and we did a fake, like, hey, test, 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 one, two, three, and I kind of figured it out. I and probably cursed and made a lot of derogatory terms. I think uh, you did say, this can never actually go, yeah. you know, like, actually alive. <laughs> Which leads us on to our next segment. <laughs> yeah. But so we uh, we got it up, and, uh, and yeah, I just, it was, you know, I'm rambling a bit here now, but I guess the, the point being is I think that there's always an interest. Now podcasts are huge. Right? I, th- I, thought, I always thought there was an interest in, you know, in our specific silo of, there could be a real desire to hear what we talk about just on a conversational level. Because what we write about is so technical. To really break it down in layman's terms, not too much layman's terms, but talk about it in a conversational tone, I thought would I thought would work. And, you know, clearly 100 episodes or 99, you know, episodes later, um, you know, I think it has. Wasn't the original plan to do it in a pub? I thought yeah, so actually that's, that was the genesis of, it. well, there was a certain... Gen- well, so, so originally it was going to be a video. Well, you remember, so we used to do some, if you go on YouTube, you can find some truly terrible videos of me interviewing other reporters on Waters using like this handheld camera. The sound is just terrible. Sound probably today is terrible because of the rumor and everything like that. But go ahead and look on YouTube for these videos. They're, they're truly atrocious. But with that said... We'd been out and we were talking with some uh, source. I want to say it was from Sunguard. We were out drinking and we're like, yo, we've always wanted to go to the White Horse Tavern where we always go and just on a slow day go into the back corner and just have a couple pints over the, um, a a few pints and talk technology. And we call it the Waters Watering Hole. And uh, the Sunguard guys were like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. I was like, you'll get your executives on to have a free-flowing conversation with us over beers. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. Like, so we start thinking about it. We're like, we don't even have the record. You well, no, do you like- remember we tried? We tried in that old conference room all the way at the end right, that we yeah. no longer have. We had two cameras set up. We were doing doing this big. We were going to do cuts and everything. Yeah. And uh, Tim Borges Murray was involved, yeah, too, with the three of us. We had beers. And we could not get through the introduction without you <laughs> laughing or somebody laughing. And it was just a mess. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was when I had first. That was pretty early on. And then, yeah, the, the idea of the podcast. Uh, and, and I will say this about the podcast, too. So, what, we probably went, I think, 20 episodes without a guest. It was Something just like you and I going back and forth. And then, uh, you know, God bless him, Bill Murphy. We're going to have him on next year. He's, he comes back once a year. Yeah, Bill 100%. Murphy, he nice. stepped up to the plate. He, you know, we had a conversation, I believe it was at Waters. You mm-hmm. No, 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 it was at, no, it was at um, Cellside Technology, maybe? He's at Cellside yeah, Technology. Yeah, makes more sense. And uh, I told him about it, he's like, that's awesome, what is it? Let me, you know, he gave me the tip about listening to podcasts at one and a half speed, because mm-hmm. he gets through more podcasts that way. And, you know, he went on a limb for us. We were, you know, just a no-name podcast, and he came on, and... That was the tipping point. You know, we ended up getting, you know, at least, you know, when I was here, we had some great guests, not to say that you guys didn't either. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm flipping them off. And giving but them the reason I bring this up is because I think for any of you who are listening, who may be considering, you know, do we, don't we want to come on the podcast? Just do it. You know, I think that it's always going to be good because you're going to let your voice be heard. You know, you're going to be able to, 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 to pitch your point or your opinion in your own voice. And... 
uh, I think you're going to come off good, and it's only going to be a good experience. Uh, case in point, Adina Friedman, right, uh, NASDAQ CEO. We, we, I had her on. I think that was one of the first interviews she did after being hired. I just saw the other day that she just did another podcast. She keeps. I think that's great, and I think that's. Uh, I think for anyone that's kind of on the fence, that maybe you guys have reached out to, or maybe you thought of, you know, hey, we'd like to get on. Maybe we'd reach out to them. Definitely reach out, and I think it's definitely worthwhile to go on because I think that. Uh, I think it's a great uh, avenue to uh, share it's your. It's just opinion. a bit different, right? So as you say, especially in our field where it's so right. technical and so dry a lot of the time, and like you know, full of PDFs and print pages. You know, yeah. This is something new. You know what happened too? He's like. So for us, you know, Dan was always very good at just reaching out, trying to hit the, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, we got to do podcasts, oh, crap, you know, so, you know, kind of throwing stuff together a lot of times, but I some of we're going to try and do for next year, bring on more vendors, CEOs, not to talk about their products, um, but to talk about topics and issues yeah. and have frank conversations with them, um, you know, just, just to kind of open it up a little bit more, um, just get a little bit more community talk going on, which, because we were always just like end users, because, you know, there is that danger of you don't want to become here's a mouthpiece for a vendor, yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. and because otherwise pay us money, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, you can I have people on and have them give their thoughts on issues and topics without having to talk about their product per yeah. se. Uh, but I I will say that I think uh, you know not to toot your horns, <laughs> but uh, I think you guys have done a great job of <laughs> continuing this. When I first left, I'll be honest, you know, the so the last. Three weeks I was on the podcast, uh, we kind of started the transition of I taught Tony everything and kind of was walking him through. And there were a couple times where I was like, I could tell he was getting frustrated and getting oh, yeah. pissed. And I was like, there's no way this is going to continue. And I wouldn't blame him. Tony has a lot on his plate. You know, he's the, being the U.S. editor, he has way more responsibility than I did. And, you know, the, pod, the podcast is a lot of work. So, you know, credit to him and obviously credit to you, Jim, for both of you guys, you know, picking up that slack and continuing to, to, to get it going because it would have been very easy, I think, to kind of let it fall by the wayside. Well, I think that the one key thing also is, and as we come up on, you know, Christmas break and everything like that, is Dan was, I, I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, it would be Thanksgiving or Christmas, or it was just, I go, well, we'll just push it off one week. No one's going to know. So it'll be fine. You know, we'll just come back. We'll double up next week. It's no big deal. And he's like, nope, got every single week. Come on, do it. Talk about something. Get the conversation going because you know you got to really get into that discipline of just. Well, that's the key, isn't it? And once you do that, it becomes second nature and like hard any work at all. Like we can bang out in forty minutes. Yeah, it's easy for you. You yeah. just get to throw your ideas around. I'm the, trying <laughs> to be it, MC. Yeah. Here. Well, see now the shoes on the other yeah. foot because that was before. Oh yeah, you want to do a podcast? Sure, I didn't yeah. want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it's uh, no, it's it's. I also think it's therapeutic to not only talk through your stories. Um, but talk through topics. Um, I think it's to get it out and to actually vocalize what you're writing about. I think it's it's super helpful as a journalist. So I think it's yeah. a great and people do care. They they want to have that extra insight that we can't always put into a story. I yeah. find. I mean, look, it's why papers have news conferences, right? Where you sit down and you actually talk about the story. And right. It gives you a deeper kind of feel for it in that paper. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. So yeah. long way of saying congratulations, fellas. I'm very proud of you, and uh, here's to 100 more. And uh, it was also uh, Dan's idea to, you know, just have some sort of just stupid conversations to show. Well, this is a stupid com- These are all stupid conversations. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, everything <laughs> is by definition. Um, so, holidays are coming up, you know. What do you, I guess, I, if you're like me, you're going to try and avoid your family as much as possible. Just how I am. Of course. I love my yeah. family, but, you know, I don't need to see them for four or five straight days, you know, yeah. certainly. So... We were talking about binge watching. 
um, TV shows. Dan, what's on uh, what's on your docket for uh, sitting down watching TV? Yeah, so if if you're like me, you hopefully you have a bunch of vacation days saved up that you can kind of basically, essentially, once Christmas hits, shut it down until the new year. And you know, as you say, you definitely don't want to spend that time with family or friends. Mm-hmm. You want to send it alone in your house. Uh, so what better way to do it than to binge shows? So. Uh, you know, in thinking of some, you know, obviously there's the, you know, you guys, do you guys still talk about Billions, or has that been a topic that you've Billions, made? I don't think we talk, because you don't like watch it. Billions. Well, no, right? I, I watched the first season, I haven't found the second one because I don't have a subscription to, uh, Showtime. Show well, <laughs> I would suggest for anyone in our field, that's kind of the spot on, really touches on the nose of exactly what we're season doing. Season two is awesome, I loved uh, Yeah, yeah, so Billions, you know, but that's kind of, people have heard of that. Silicon Valley, obviously, you know, probably a lot of people in our field have, have heard of that, that's another good one. The third one I would kind of throw in that loop is uh, Mr. Robot, if you want to get really technical. A little strange. New season has gotten a little strange. The first season's very good. First second season's, season's very eh. good. Uh, third season, third season I, I'm not even caught up yet. Uh, those are all good ones. But kind of non-traditional stuff, stuff that, you know, wouldn't jump out. The, uh, the first one is something that I suggested to you. I suggested to a lot of people in the office, and they mm-hmm. watched, and they all liked, and they got very yep. invested in it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if, Jim, if you've watched this, is American Vandal. Yes. Yeah, uh, recommendations. So uh, it was Dan's. I still remember. Let me be very clear about American Vandal. It is a very, very dumb show. <laughs> it's a very, it very dumb show. It starts off as a very, very dumb. It's and not, the premise is very, it's, very dumb. Yeah, it's not highbrow. Like so, essentially, the concept is that a teenager vandalizes cars in the faculty parking lot. Uh, and he does it with uh, drawing a. Uh, <laughs> he's he drawing a penis. He spray paints a penis on everyone's car. And he gets in trouble for it. So the premise of the show is that essentially two of his classmates work for the school videography club. And they believe that he's actually innocent. So it becomes this making a murder serial (laughs) mockumentary. I I truly mean this. It is one of the best written shows I've ever... Because by the first episode, because each one's about 30 minutes and there's eight episodes, I'm like, I'm not going to watch four hours of a dick joke. You know, right. I mean, just that's incredible. Which, awesome. which is what it comes down to. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm not gonna do that. But after the first episode, I'm like, ah, that's kind of fun. Okay, I'm gonna watch the second one. Once I'm through the second one, into the third one, I'm like, I am so invested. Yeah. It really felt like so I was watching f- Making the Murder again. Like, except though, it, it was so well written. It yeah. is really, really smart. Yeah. That it's it sounds stupid, but you'll watch it, and I promise you, by the end, you'll be very, very invested. Um, it, it's. I highly recommend it. I think it's. Uh, it's. It's hysterical. Very funny. The I don't actor. Know the main guys. But he's up for uh, what do you call it? Emmy. Emmy. Yeah, yeah rightfully so. Globe, he's. Maybe it's the one. That I don't know what his name is, but he plays the perfect Cali bro because it takes place yeah. in California. And to be clear, it's a mockumentary. So think of Best in Show. Think of uh, what's another famous. Uh, uh, um, um. The uh, band. The band, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spinal, this is spinal tap. Yeah, so that that in that Lou line of thinking, uh, so that's that's one suggestion. The other suggestion I have is uh, Sneaky Pete. This is on. So so American Vandal is on Netflix. Sneaky Pete is on uh, Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, which I think nowadays everybody has Amazon Prime, yeah. uh, so it's Amazon Prime Video. Stars the guy Giovanni Ribzi. Ribbizzi, I don't yeah. know how to pronounce his last name. Once again, still bad Terrible with pronunciation. Terrible It's good to see it. Nothing changed. Uh, but <laughs> if you don't know his name, you'll know him from the Boiler Room. You'll know him from being uh, Phoebe's brother or boy. No, Phoebe's brother in Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll know him from. Uh, he's an Avatar. He's a bad guy in Avatar. 
Uh, he's in a bunch of stuff, if you see him. But basically, essentially, he plays a con man. Uh, very interesting, very good movie, a lot of fun. Brian Cranston's in it. He's also the uh, he's also the director or producer of it. And uh, speaking of, to link this back, one of the guys in Mr. Robot is also in it. So, very good show. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, third one I have, this is very different. We're going three very different paths. We got, you know... Dick jokes. We got uh, sneaky Pete, con men, and then this one, Riverdale. You guys Riverdale. familiar with I've Riverdale? I've heard that it's actually pretty good. Um, it's Archie, right? It's Archie. Really? It's Archie <laughs> comics. Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead. My girlfriend suggested one night, and I was like, "This looks like one of those dumb, like you know, CW yeah, CW. Shows, yeah, it's on yeah. CW Eleven. I'm like, what could really be good on CW Eleven? <laughs> actually, very good. Uh, it's very cool. It's considered a dark Archie comic. So you know, Archie still has the red hair. Uh, Veronica still has the black hair. Betty's still the blonde, perfect girl. But it's still uh, very, it's still very good and very well done. Um, essentially, is based around a murder. That's how the it's on season two now. But the first season is uh, is, is based around a murder, uh, murder mystery. Very good, very interesting. I'd suggest working. That is on first season is on Netflix. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, do you guys, I, I'm, I'm reeling some off right now. Do you guys have any other... Yeah, first of all, apologies. I think when I said Archie, right, I think my iPhone thought it said, hey, Siri. And so uh, <laughs> oh, I got it in my pocket. Um, yeah, I got a couple. Uh, one, I watched the first episode of, is it Godless? Godless. Godless, really good. I thought some Really slow, stuff. really good. Really slow, really good. Um, yeah, it's, it's a Western show, and we talked about this like a week or two ago, but really, really slow. Yeah. But interesting. You want, the, like, the plot line's pretty cool. So, yeah. but incredibly just... You, you, you yeah, know, it's very, very yeah. slow. Yeah, yeah. Very, very brutal looking yeah. Western type thing. Yeah. I think the right. first scene is like a hanged child from a lamppost, and then one guy gets his arm amputated. Like, Jeez, what is this on? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Okay, alright. Uh, I'm going to watch Brights, I think, when it comes out in December the 22nd. That's Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. Where he's a cop and he's got like an orc cop partner, and it's set in like the modern day. It's yep. like very kind of like Shadow Run kind of style type thing. Um, and then I'm going to finally try and watch Peaky Blinders. Like, I've only ever seen one episode of it. And I that can't is watch shameful. It, so so yeah. for those that don't know, Jim's sister is on the damn show. She is on the damn show. How yeah. is it that I've seen more episodes than you have? I've tried watching one, but then, because it's my sister, like I'll watch it and it just takes me out of it straight away. Like The whole suspension <laughs> of disbelief kind of thing. I can't She's do such it. a terrible <laughs> actress. You know? I was going to, you know, Peaky, I, I wasn't sure how much we're going to pull back the curtain here. I didn't know if that was shared information. So I didn't want to bring it up and have you, you know, make a yeah, point. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I... I think it's fantastic. I oh, love I love that show. Yeah. Long before I even knew Jim's sister was on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of the main characters. <laughs> I didn't know until like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but watch it with subtitles. If you're an American and you haven't dealt with a lot That's of Brits, good. or even if you have dealt with a lot of Brits, yeah, honestly, watch it with I'm, subtitles. I'm from the UK and I can't understand the Brummie accent. Either. Actually, yeah. we were at Waters USA. One of our listeners came up and goes, you know, listen, I love the podcast. Everything's doing great. I can't understand Jim. So you gotta raise up the volume on his microphone. Like, I don't know. I keep on. That's not gonna to help, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> just mouthful of fucking grunts in his mouth there. Um, Other than that, uh, I've heard Longmire is pretty good as well, which I might get involved with. I don't know if someone recommended that's me that. From Sopranos, right? What's yeah, there's Sopranos? like four or five seasons of it. I think it's got yeah. a girl from Battlestar Galactica, Katie Sackhoff in it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many seasons. Too many seasons. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. That's a big pill to swallow if you're gonna go down that route. Um, I will is one more I'll suggest not a not a um, a show but a movie on Netflix uh, becoming Andy I think it's the oh yeah Jim uh, Carrey Jim Ca- I watch it uh, a um, Andy uh, what's his name uh, 
Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Basically, if you've ever seen Man on the Moon, Jim Carrey plays Andy Kaufman, the famous you know comedian, and essentially it's the behind the scenes footage where uh, and uh, Jim Carrey went full um, Andy Kaufman. Full Andy Kaufman, you know, but full what's it called? Robert De Niro does it when it's type of full method. He basically oh. became a full method actor in the sense that he became Andy Kaufman. You had to on talk to him. You had to call him Andy. Yeah, and uh, really interesting, really fascinating. I it was found funny because like the studio, I can't remember which studio it was, but the studio behind it was pissed off that he was recording. So he was had his own documentary club guy following him. Like you can't release this, and they're like, why not? It's like. We don't want people to think you're an asshole. Yeah. Uh, so you cannot release this. So it's like all these years later, it's finally like, okay, you can release it. The, the most interesting footage I found was the stuff with him and uh, the king, Jimmy Law, uh, uh, Jerry Lawler. Because mm-hmm. obviously Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler had a big beef. You know, he got, he, they wrestled each other. Supposedly he broke Andy Kaufman's neck. It was this whole thing. And they touch on that in the movie. But in the documentary, the the you know the interactions between Lawler and uh, and Jim Carrey are very interesting because you never know he's a wrestler wrestlers you never know if it's real or if it's you know yeah. they're putting on a show so the inter- it's it's very it's very interesting and uh, yeah I, I very much enjoyed it it's good it's good heartwarming that documentary speaking of documentaries I was gonna mention yeah so my girlfriend's uh, production company um, so my girlfriend Alice Dugan uh, this is that shameful shilling but it kind of exactly exactly but, uh, what the vendors aren't allowed to do yeah, is exactly. what you're about to do <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix um, they were the executive producer of Voyeur which is we've talked about this actually yeah our a while back yeah. yeah we talked about when this story first came out in New Yorker but it follows Gates Elise and this guy who was a motel owner who would basically spy on his customers, um, and then he would write logs and stuff like that. It is one of the most fascinating documentaries. It starts off talking about this guy and the kind of the this journal he was creating while spying on people, but it really does turn into like a whole separate story. Your opinions about the characters in it, you know, documentary will change all the time. Um, really, really highly recommend. Um, if you're a fan of Gates Lease, it's like it's always one of those. He's kind of gone off the deep end these last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he's an old man, you know, so I guess you give him some leeway there. But uh, <laughs> I highly recommend that. Um, not just because uh, Public Record was the executive producer yeah, on it. Yeah. <laughs> and they have their company, their first ever feature film, uh, We the Animals, is going to be featured at Sundance. Really? Alice is going to be flying out for that. That's oh, awesome. I'll be She's taking you. I don't, I don't yeah. get to. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> um, and The Crown season two is so far, I'm about four or five episodes in. Fantastic if you want to watch that. Yeah. But if you, you've had your fill of Brits, huh? I have it's my like, full yeah, of Brits, like, yeah. Peaky Blinders uh, yeah. scratches that itch. There you go. <laughs> well, Dan, thanks for coming back on. See you here in uh, episode 200. Yeah, I mean, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm, I'm very proud of. Uh, the work you guys, you know, continuing the little engine that could that was this podcast. Oh, thank you, thank you. You guys have brought it to new heights, so, uh, you know, keep <laughs> up the great work. <laughs> Next week, we're going to piss all over, Dan. It's going to be great. <laughs> but keep up the great work, and, uh, you know, like you said, if anyone's listening out there that's kind of, you know, oh, this would be, you know, reach out to these guys, because I think, uh, you know, I think it's it's a great opportunity to uh, let your voice be heard. But, yeah, no, congrats on 100, and, uh, you know, I can't wait for 200. Right. Can't wait to read more about Bitcoin futures. Yeah, Bitcoin yeah. Futures. Futures. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, thanks all for listening for 100 episodes. Those who were there from the beginning, we much appreciate it. Any feedback you have for our next 100, reach out to us. But until then, uh, we'll be back. James and I will be back next week. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Cheers.